0: The Solution Word, with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. The ants are learned and shrewd. They are very learned and shrewd. Now, when you see an ant building, you'll know that they understand the terrain in which they are building. They learn the terrain before they start building. Well, are you ready for the word? Are you ready for the word? Well, this is a month of wisdom, as you are all aware. Uh, This is a month of wisdom from Revelation chapter five, verse twelve, which says saying with a loud voice, where there is a lamb that was slain to receive power and riches. And wisdom. So this is a month of wisdom and so this month I'm taking time to teach on wisdom. Why? Because wisdom is the principal thing. So are you ready for the word? Alright if you're ready turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30 from verse 24 to 28. The book of Proverbs for your information is in the middle part of your Bible. After the book of Psalms, the next book is the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 24 to 28. I read, it says, there be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. I want you to underline that word, but they are exceeding wise. The ants are a people not strong yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The cornies are but a feeble folk yet make they their houses in the rocks. The locusts have no cane, yet they go yet go they forth all of them by bands or by ranks. Verse 28, it says, the spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces and we are blessed by the reading of God's word. This morning I'm preaching on the message I have titled, The Wisdom of Ants. The Wisdom of Ants. There are four uh, little creatures that were listed there, but I want to just look at the ants this morning. So, this morning I'm preaching on the message I have titled The Wisdom of an Ant. Please hear me. Wisdom, like the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, do what? Therefore, get wisdom. When we talk about something being principal, it means that thing is number one, that thing is first, that thing is the most important. That's why the heads of institutions like educational institutions are called head principal or the principal. Why? Because they are the head. They are the number one. So when we talk about the wisdom of an ant, we have to understand that the ants also operate in a certain level of wisdom. Are you following me? They operate in a certain level of wisdom. The first question we want to ask before we proceed further is what is wisdom? What is wisdom? Wisdom, according to my definition, is the relevant and practical application of the word of God. Write this down to help you. Wisdom is the relevant and practical application of the word of God. In other words, when you are working in wisdom, you have the ability to rightly apply the word of God At the relevant time. Or let's put it this way. Wisdom is knowing what to do. And doing it at the right time. Wisdom is knowing what to do. And doing it at the right time. So the scripture we read in the book of Proverbs chapter 30. Verse 24. It says there be four things which are little upon the earth. I want you to understand. That word little. In as much as they are little, they are not weak per se. It said there are four things which be little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. In as much as they are little, the Bible says that they are exceeding wise. In other words, they operate in the highest level of wisdom. Are you following what I'm saying? They operate in what? The highest level of wisdom. Then it begins to list the four little creatures that operate in this level of wisdom. Number one is the ant. It says the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in summer. That's powerful. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in summer. Now, in as much as the Bible says the ants are a people not strong, even though the ant is small, and, and, and the elephant is the biggest animal. Is that true? The elephant is the biggest animal in the forest. Is that, is that correct? Yes. But do you know that in as much as the ant is very little, Do you know that an ant can kill an elephant? Do you know that when an ant gets into the ears of an elephant, it can kill it easily. It's small, but if it can make its way into the ears of an elephant or a lion, it can kill them easily. So, I know this is new for you, so just go and Google it if if you don't believe me ask Google and Google will tell you what I'm saying is right. It says the ants are a people not strong yet they prepare their meat in summer. Now this is very interesting. It says the ants they are people not strong yet they prepare their meat in what? In summer. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 says as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not what cease. Summer and winter. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. It says as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So that means there are basically four seasons which we should easily understand in this part of the world. How many seasons do we have in the UK? How many seasons do we have? And what are the seasons? So summer, winter, spring, and autumn, four seasons. But notice what the Bible is saying in Proverbs chapter 30... Verse 25, it says, the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in summer. They prepare their what? Their meat in summer. Now, what happens to the other three seasons? There are four seasons, yet the ants only prepares their meat in summer. When the Bible says they prepare their meat in summer, it's talking about what they are going to eat. So they prepare their meat in summer and they have enough to take care of them in the remaining three seasons. Amen. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Today you learn the wisdom of an ant. Let me hear a good amen. amen. I said let me hear a good Amen. amen. So the Bible says the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in summer. Quickly before we go further, I just want to give you six qualities of an ant, or six qualities of every wise ant. Number one, they are skillful in technical work. Wherever you see an ant, you see skill. You see them building stuff. Skillful in technical work. Number two. They are wise in administration. They are very wise in administration. Number three. They are crafty, cunning, and subtle in business. Their aunts are the most craftiest when it comes to their dealings of, in business. Number four the ants are learned and should they are very learned and should now when you see an ant building you'll know that they understand the terrain in which they are building they learn the terrain before they start building are you following me number five ants are prudent in their affairs they are prudent they are wise in their dealings they are very prudent if it comes to finances, they know how to handle their finances. Number six, they are wise ethically. Ants are wise ethically. In other words, they don't, they don't, they, they are ethically and morally upright. They don't cut corners. They do the right thing when no one is looking at them. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. They do the right thing when no one is looking at them. So these are six qualities that we can learn from the ants. Now as we get ready to close because I said today I'm preaching a very short message. Let's quickly go and look at a case studies of these ants that we're talking about. Let's look at how the ants operate. Now let me just say this. In the whole of the Bible... Ants are mentioned only twice only twice in Proverbs chapter 30 and the scripture I'm about to read Proverbs chapter 6 so turn with me in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 6 from verse 6 to 11 today your life will never be the same again I said today your life will never be the same again Proverbs chapter 6 from verse 6 to 11 I read. Now listen carefully. Listen carefully. It says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Now, if the ant was not wise, the Bible would not tell us to go to the ant. Now, it says, Go to the ant you sluggard. Now, the Bible here is talking to human beings. It's human beings that have been told to go to their aunt. Now, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 tells us we have been made in the image of God. Isn't that right? We have been made in the image of God. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 tells us that God breathed into us his breath of life and man became a living soul. So in other words, when you see me, you see God. Oh, this is too good. When you see me, you see God. So if I have been made in the image of God, no other creature was made in the image of God. You say how? Genesis chapter 2 verse 19 After all the animals were created, including ants, they were brought to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called them, that was their name thereof. Are you following me? So it was Adam, man, that name ants, the ants are called ants. So now, if I have been made in the image of God, That means I carry the DNA of God. That means I carry the wisdom of God. That means I must operate just like my father operated. Jesus said, what I see my father do is what I do. Isn't that right? So now, if I have been made in the image of God, if I can reason and I can think like God, why would God be telling me to go to the aunt and learn from the aunt? There must be something wrong somewhere for God to tell me a human being that has been made in his image, in his likeness, to to reason, to go to the ant and learn from the ant. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm enjoying this. I know you are not enjoying this. They say, where is he going? Just wait for me. Just wait for me. So back to Proverbs chapter 6 verse 6. It says go to the aunt thou slugger slugger that means lazy the lazy man the lazy woman it says go to the aunt thou slugger and consider her ways in other words the aunt has a certain way of doing things and their way of doing things is predictable consider her ways Verse 7, it says, which having no guide, no overseer or ruler, yet, verse 8, it says, it provides her meat in the summer. Same scripture, same verse, same Understanding of ants providing their meat in summer. It says it has no guide. It has no ruler. It has no overseer. Yet he provides his meat in when? Summer. And gathering her food in the harvest. Oh, I love this. Harvest time is not lazy time. You see, many people are praying for harvest. Yet they they don't have the capacity to contain or harness the harvest. Many people pray and say, God bless me. God bless me with a new house. God bless me with a new car. Yet, you are not ready. Many people say, oh, God bless me. I'm ready to marry. You are not ready. You are not ready. You are still, you still think single. When you go out, you think single. Your expenditure is single related. Oh, Glory. It says, the ants, they have no ruler, they have no guide, they have no overseer, yet they provide their meat in summer and they gather their food in harvest. In other words, harvest time is work time. And hear me, you always harvest more than you plant. Is that true? Yes. During a time of harvest, you need more workforce than you needed during the time of sowing. That's why during your time of elevation, you need more ability to manage your character than when you were not lifted. When you become, ask, ask people who you want to become. Celebrities who are popular and so on and so forth. They can't go shopping like you do. They can't walk to Asda like you do. If they have to go, they have to cover themselves like a, a zombie. Sometimes they have to shop late at night because every time they go out, paparazzi. That's what led to Diana being killed in a crash. Is in the right? Ask them. They are suffering. They don't have friends like you do. They can't talk to anyone because anybody they pick up the phone to talk to is going to the press. <laughs> They can't share their sadness with people. Some are going through depression. They don't have the capacity to handle the, 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 the promotion, the harvest that God has brought them. So before you pray for harvest, ask yourself, do I have what it takes to manage it? Before you pray and say, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. Do you have what it takes to manage the blessing? If you're a pastor and you're praying, God, give me a big church. God, give me a big church. Do you have what it takes for big people, many people to criticize you? If you have a congregation of 2,000, that is 2,000 people insulting you and criticizing you. If you have a congregation of 100,000, that is 100,000 people insulting and criticizing you. Can you stand in the fire of that kitchen? Now I'm not saying everybody in the church insults the pastor that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying that you have what it takes to manage the harvest verse 9 of Proverbs chapter 6 it says how long will thou sleep O sluggard that's our word again O lazy one when will you arise out of your sleep Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, and a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty. Look at how the Bible, so shall thy poverty. In other words, so shall your poverty. Poverty becomes your surname. So shall your poverty come as one that traveleth, or traveleth, and thy want as an arm man. it's time to go to the aunt and learn from the aunt. Amen. Say, amen amen. Amen. Say amen to that. Say amen to that. Joseph demonstrated the wisdom of an ant when he was in Egypt. Remember when Joseph was in Egypt, uh, the Pharaoh had a dream of, of, of the lean cow swallowing the big cows. Remember that? And, and Joseph said to the, to Pharaoh that, You need to prepare. There's going to be seven years of what? Plenty and seven years of farming. You remember that? And what did Joseph do? Joseph gathered all the wealth, all the harvest, all the grain, all the corn, all the money in Egypt and stored it up for seven years. And hear me, in life, there are always cycles of seven. Seven years of plenty. Now you are in seven years of plenty Save. Because seven years of farming is coming. (laughs) You see, many people forget when they are on top of the mountain, they forget that a valley experience is coming. You will not be on top of the mountain forever. A valley experience will come. So the wisest thing to do when you're on top of the mountain is chip the mountain and make sure you level the valley. So that when the time comes for you to have a valley experience... You don't feel your valley experience. In life, there are times you have many friends. There are times all your friends will desert you. Is that true? Yeah. That's your seven years of famine. That's not a time to start crying. Oh, nobody loves me. Oh, nobody knows. The trouble life is. This is a season for you to manage your loneliness, understand your loneliness. That's why if you're a lady, you have seven years of beauty and seven years of um, opposite of beauty. (laughs) So when your seven years of beauty comes, you have proposals from everywhere. You better accept the right one. Because if that seven years pass, mm, it's going to be seven years of no proposal. You start looking in the mirror, what happened to me? I had 27 proposals. I was... (laughs) Uh, the seven years of beauty is like a season of sunflower. The sunflower, when the sun comes, you see how beautiful it becomes. It opens up. When the sun goes down, it sleeps. When the sunflower opens up, that's where everybody plucks it. When it's sleeping, nobody wants to go close to it. So if you are in the season of your seven years of beauty, accept proposals now. accept it now or it will be too late it will be too late have you not heard opportunity knocks but once there are some opportunities you've missed in life and you are wishing that it comes back but it's nowhere to be found so when they come hold on to it now even as a Christian the Bible says that save the Lord whilst you are young Serve him with gladness. For a time is going to come, you will not be able to serve God anymore. So give God the best of your days now. Amen. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. God doesn't want old blood. He doesn't want when you are too old, all your teeth is gone, excuse my language, you have polygrip, and you say, God, I'm ready to serve you. No, God said, No, I don't want you. I want fresh blood. Yeah. Go check in the time of the Bible. In those days, the priests have to be 20 years from above. 20 years. From 20 to 50. 50, they are retired. At what age did Jesus start his ministry? 30. Young blood. You think God wants old blood? No. God doesn't want wrinkles. That's why Jesus is coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. You think God is not wise? You think God is coming for somebody who has all wrinkles? No. That's why if you have wrinkles, get poly grip or whatever grip and patch it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So Joseph operated in the wisdom of an aunt. He saved up for the seven famine years that were coming. And what happened? The Bible says that the whole world came seeking for the wisdom of Joseph. Seeking to buy. For he had saved up for the future. Today you are earning good money. Don't blow it all. I've always said in this church, every seed you earn, when you go to work and you earn money, it's a seed to be invested. It's not a harvest. Sometimes you don't have to go to harvester. Sometimes you have to learn to harvest harvest harvester in your own tummy. Glory be to God. Are you following what I'm saying? There are many, unfortunately, let me say this. Unfortunately in our community, we spend more than we earn. And that's sad. We don't have assets. All we have is liabilities. Many of us leave liabilities for our children. If I ask you now, how much have you saved this year? It's zero. God forbid many of us, if we lose our job today, we can't survive one month. We must go to the ant and learn the wisdom of the ant. The aunt is teaching us something. They say, oh, I'm a human being. I'm made in the image of God. Why should I go to the aunt? God says, go to the aunt. I'm not saying it. God says, go, go where? Go to the aunt. Go to the aunt and learn. If you are young, if you are young and you are in education, study. It's not time for playing. It's not time for social media. Steady. Study. Steady, steady and you parents who buy smartphones for your children. I don't know what you buy them smartphone for. You need to stop it. You are destroying your children's future. Children are 10, 11. What are you giving them smartphones for? The fact that you can buy it doesn't mean you should give it to them. Do you know who they are talking to? Do you know who they are listening to? Do you know who they are watching? There are all kinds of pop-ups these days targeting children. Coming on their phone, click me, click me, click me. And there there are pedophiles out there who pretend to be young and trick children and we have to be careful. You see, the fact that you can afford it doesn't mean you should buy it. The Bible says the prudent sees a fight and avoids it wisdom. The fact that you can fight doesn't mean you go fighting everyone. Have you seen boxers? Where do they fight? In the ring. Everybody's looking for their belt. Everybody's looking for fight, but they don't fight everywhere. Those who fight everywhere lose their belts. A prudent man sees a fight and that's what an avoid it They say, hey, do you know why I am? I'm going to show you my six-pack. I'm going to show you my muscles. No wisdom, wisdom. Avoid that fight. Avoid it. You don't want to come back home and your wife ask you, "What happened to your eyes, baby?" And you say, "Oh, I was opening the car and the door." <laughs> you are lying. You weren't fighting. Are you following what I'm saying? So quickly as we get ready to close. There are seven behavioral patterns of wise ants. Seven that I want to give you and then we close. And we can do this in seven minutes. There are seven behavioral patterns of wise ants. Number one, they are not lazy. Ants are not lazy. Ants are very hard working. Ants can carry things 50 times heavier than their size. 50 times. So that should tell you ants are not lazy. Number two, ants are wise. They are very wise. That's why it says, go to the ant you sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise. If the ant was not wise, God would not tell us to go and learn wisdom from the ant. So ants are wise in their dealings. In their operations with one another, they operate in what? In wisdom. Remember, wisdom is what? The principal thing. Therefore, do what? Get wisdom. Number three, they are self-governed and they work without supervision. Ants are self-governed and they work without what? supervision remember the Bible says that they have what no ruler no overseer no guide yet they prepare their meat ready for summer so they are self governing when you see ants you see no one uh, supervising them they are self governing if at this stage of your life every time you are given an assignment at work your supervisor has to come and say, this is wrong, go and do it again, then you need to go to the aunt. Say amen to that. <laughs> if we have to hold your hands all the time to do the same thing we've taught you years and years and years, then you have to go where? To the aunt. Because aunts are self governing you see where you see have you noticed that any part of the UK where there are more policemen allocated to that area it simply means excuse my language you might not like this it simply means that area cannot self govern itself have you noticed that there are some parts even in crawley there are some parts of crawley you hear police siren more there are some parts you wonder, do we have police? Yeah. Because when you self-govern yourself, you don't need a policeman. And that's what we have to teach the world, especially the church, especially our young ones, especially parents. We have to teach our children to self-govern themselves, not to go about killing each other. Not carrying knife around. Every time you have to be police, that means you are not self-governed. And for your information, you have a better future than carrying knife on yourself. They work without supervision. Number four, they build with the future in mind. Number four, they build with the future in mind. When you see ants building, they are not building just for today. They are building for their children and their children's children. They build with the future in mind. That's why the Bible says that a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. He says train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old, he will not depart from it and the thing we are being asked to train our children is to learn how to manage finances. Why? It says because the lender is a servant, the borrower is a servant to the lender. Teach your children how to manage finances well. Parents, every time you go shopping and your children see something and say, I like this, I want this, bye, bye. You don't have to buy. You see, sometimes you you have what it takes to give them, but just say no for once. Let them understand self-discipline. Self-discipline. Some of us in our houses, we have clothes everywhere. We have clothes we have not worn for the past six months, and yet we're still buying. Today we'll go out and buy some more. Some of us have shoes in our closets that we have not worn for two years. There is no more space for our shoes, yet we are still shoe shopping. I'm preaching, I'm preaching, I'm preaching. We have to put an embargo on shoe buying. Say amen to that. Some of us, the shoes we wear, it can buy a house. (laughs) It can be a deposit for a house. Hallelujah. If you like today, go home. Calculate all your shoes. (laughs) Calculate how much they cost. Calculate all your shirts, all your suits, how much they cost. of so you always you want fashion you want to be in fashion it's not wisdom that's not building for the future be the fashion Amen. because fashion lasts maximum 3 months 3 months and it's gone a new fashion comes today you see Megan wear something you say oh i like that you go buy 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 tomorrow you see what's the other one what's the other one Kate wear something. They say a new fashion, you buy. Tomorrow you see another one. Where's the other one? Where's the other one? Eh? Huh? Yeah. You know? Wasting your money, not building with the future in mind. Not building with your future in mind. Some of us clothes, we shop, clothes. And some of us even when we see, they say, 50 percent off. That's not true. It's not true. Don't ever think when they say sale is sale. They are wiser. They are shrewd. These businesses are shrewd yeah. in their dealings. Shrewd. When you see fifty percent off, oh, oh, it's fifty percent, and it's size ten, and you are size fourteen. Say, I'm going to buy this one. <laughs> I'm going to lose weight. That's no wisdom. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Say amen to that. You so, say, Oh, I'll wait next week year. I'm going to lose weight. Yet today. <laughs> when we go to your wardrobe, you have a lot of size ten, size ten, size ten. Can I tell you something. It's a secret. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Before I was going to get married, I was so broke. So broke. Guess what? This was how I was thinking. The shoe, my wedding shoe, if you watch our wedding video, my wedding shoe was very big. Because... I thought my leg was going to grow <laughs> Should have gone to the aunt and learned from the aunt. Yeah. <laughs> to date, my legs have not grown bigger. You know, some of us, that's how we think. That's how we think. We say, oh, I'm going to buy a small size. I'm going to buy a big size. But it doesn't work that way. Let's quickly, number four. <laughs> no, number five. Number five. Oh, you are listening. Good. Number five. Number five, they are united in their effort to build. Ants are united in their effort to build. When you see them building, you don't see any fighting. They are always united. One person carries a heavy load, pass it to the other, and the other, and the other. They are united in their effort to build. Number six, they are committed and dedicated to the end they are committed and dedicated to the end many of us are not committed to our assignments many of us are not committed to our purpose we are committed just for a few days and then we lack the zeal but if you are going to build anything significant you have to be committed and dedicated to the end You tell yourself until I finish building this, I'm not going to back down. When this church was just one person, we were dedicated and committed to build. Committed and dedicated to build. Coming to church and preaching to empty chairs, preparing the same way I'm preparing now. I was preaching as if I was preaching to millions of people. As a matter of fact, my best preachings are preachings I preach where there was no one here they were all recorded you think people were here there were no one here some of them are being played on radio stations now you think people were here but there was no one I was preaching as if I was preaching to thousands and my confessions was, I'm preaching to millions that's why I keep telling you a time is coming five million will show up in this church Say a good amen to that. Because I'm committed and I'm dedicated to what God has called me for. Sometimes my wife has to say, go to bed by four, Saturday into Sunday morning. Go to bed, go to bed. Last night was one of them. She was pushing me, go to bed. I said, why? Why are you asking me to go to bed? (laughs) Why? This was around 1 a.m. 1 a.m. I think she had some plans, Father's Day plans, so she didn't want me to see what was. And I have to obey. I have to submit. Remember, as men, we have to also submit to our wives. Wisdom is submitting to one another. Don't say I'm the man. I'm the head. Every time you have to quote that scripture, that means you've lost your man, manship. Let me put it that way. Number seven, the last one. They understand order and never break rank. Ants understand order and they don't break rank. Remember the scripture we read in Proverbs chapter 30. It says they follow in ranks. They don't break ranks. If you see ants building, you see them in orderly way. Order. Order. And they don't break ranks. You won't see one crossing the other. They understand the principle of order. And listen to me, write this down. God will never bless a disorderly life. This is very important. If you want God to bless you, you have to put your life in order. It says wealth and riches are in your house. They are already there. You are looking for it outside. It's already there. Put your house in order and you will see the wealth. Amen. You remember the woman who who uh, uh, whose husband died? The prophet in, in, in 1 Kings chapter 4, I think, or yes, chapter 4. She came to the prophet and said, prophet, your servant is dead and the uh, and, uh, And the creditors have come to take my two sons. And the prophet asked her, what do you have in your house? She said, I have nothing save a small jar of oil. And the prophet said, go borrow empty vessels, shut the door behind you, pour those oil into the empty vessels. After you finish, sell it, pay off your debts, leave off the rest with you and your sons. Everything she ever needed was where? In her house. All she needed to do was bring order. Why? Because God will never bless a disorderly life. If you can manage your finances now, God can't bless you any further. If you can manage your life now, God can't take you any further. Because if he takes you further, you are going to bring disgrace to him. That's why the Bible says that and David behaved himself wisely in the presence of the king. Some of us want to be in the presence of the king yet we don't know how to behave wisely. We talk anyhow. We insult everybody. We don't know how to build bridges. So if we are going to operate in the wisdom of an ant we have to Understand the importance of order and don't break ranks. Order, order is important. Order in your life. Go home today, put your life in order. Ask yourself, where will I be in the next five years? The way I'm running this life, where will I be in the next five years? Where will I be in the next 10 years? If you're not happy with the outcome of where you'll be in the next five years, change the way your life is now. And when you do that, God will bless you. In Jesus name. Did you receive it today? Oh, come on. Let's give Jesus a better praise. Come on. Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Jesus said, The works that I do, shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbaji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH 10 8 DS, or call 01293 885000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Lucian Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.